baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The impeachment, round two. Removal from office, censure, all the options on the table to punish a president for inciting insurrection. And yet... CBS News has learned he plans to spend this week praising his administration's accomplishments. We'll hear from the Capitol Police Chief about his warnings in vain to put the National Guard on standby. 24-7 vaccine distribution in New York City. There's going to be people coming here every hour, every day to get vaccinated. I'm Sean Adams in the Bronx. The city's teachers union announces a streamlined plan to help its members get vaccinated. We are going to go directly to the uh, private health care providers. I'm Marla Diamond in Lower Manhattan. The Browns upset the Steelers to cap wildcard weekend. Shocking! Absolutely shocking. This is Brad Heller. This is Monday, January 11th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. We need this weekend break or what? Well, we're back in the action now on a Monday morning. I'm Wayne Cabot and thank you for joining the Morning News Roundup. Here's what's going to happen today in the Capitol to get Donald Trump out of office early or punish him once he is out or censure him or some or all the above. Here's what's happening today. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer will request unanimous consent to invoke a never used section of the 25th Amendment under which Donald Trump or any unfit president could be removed from office. That resolution will fail. He will not get unanimous consent. Only one Republican has to vote no. It's called the Raskin Amendment, named for the sponsor Jamie Raskin of Maryland, should you see it trending. So then what happens? Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. House Democrats plan to call on Vice President Pence and President Trump's cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove him from office. If that doesn't work, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats will begin impeachment efforts, accusing the president of inciting an insurrection at the Capitol. Speaker Pelosi spoke to 60 Minutes' Leslie Stahl. Won't that take more than the 10 days? And does it actually make sense? Well, I like the 25th Amendment because it gets rid of him. He's out of office. Uh, But there is strong support in the Congress uh, for impeaching the president a second time. As for Mike Pence and the 25th Amendment, well, he has not said what he's inclined to do about that. He would need a majority of the cabinet to go along. There's no way of knowing who might do that because to say it out loud would likely get them fired. And then the cause is lost. And because President-elect Joe Biden doesn't want the distraction from getting things done when he takes office a week from Wednesday, one plan would be to wait 100 days for a Senate impeachment trial once they're handed the articles of impeachment 100 days in. But that comes with a risk, says CBS News political analyst Leonard Steinhorn. There's one proposal out there to impeach the president this week and then wait a few months before forwarding the articles of impeachment to the Senate. But by then, the passions may cool, and if it doesn't get the two-thirds majority of the Senate that it needs, 
it might be roundly criticized as a distraction, especially with Donald Trump out of office and disgraced. And then any punishment would have to come from the legal cases against Donald Trump, not from the lawmakers who, along with their staff, spent a harrowing few hours wondering if a mob would kill them on Wednesday. As of this morning, 58 people have been arrested or charged for incidents in or near the Capitol. And the outgoing police chief in the Capitol says in today's Washington Post, he now suspects that the pipe bombs were an intentional effort to draw officers away from the Capitol perimeter. We'll be hearing more of his comments in a moment. Some U.S. troops may have been involved in the attack. A defense official tells USA Today that active and reserve duty troops may have been involved and that the Pentagon is now reviewing all of its members in the security detail to make sure they're not sympathetic to domestic terrorists, what with the inauguration nine days away. The lawmakers who had to run for cover on Wednesday while people stormed the Capitol may have been exposed to COVID-19, we're now hearing. And if you missed it over the weekend, there is a major change in doling out the vaccine shot starting today in New York. Sean Adams is live with that as Sean's at a 24-7 center in the Bronx. Good morning, Sean. Who's eligible starting right now? Well, first responders, educators, transit workers, seniors, 75 and up, they can all get the shot to start. Uh, you have two 24-7 locations in New York City, Brooklyn Army Terminal, and here, Bathgate Contract Postal Facility in the Bronx. By week's end, each borough will have around-the-clock operation. Mayor de Blasio says as the demand increases, the supply will have to keep pace. Because right now, with the supply we have in New York City, and even with what we expect to get this coming week, we're going to run out in a couple of weeks. We're going to run out of vaccine as we expand. So we need the federal government, the state government, the manufacturers to get us a constant supply so we can hit that one million doses for the month of January. Vaccination by appointment only. You go to the city's website, you find a location near you, you make your reservation. Seniors are being told to bring proof of age. They don't want anyone trying to cut the line. Wayne? Sean, is it true that hospitals have had to throw out shots? Well, this is according to the New York Times. Some medical facilities had to toss shots. The vaccine does have an expiration point. Uh, so sometimes you would have uh, doses left in a vial, but no one to vaccinate because the state has very strict rules about who gets the shot first. Well, now that list has been expanded so more people can get vaccinated. Sean, thank you. And about that expanded list, now to Marla Diamond at the United Federation of Teachers headquarters about the vaccine rollout and more people who are eligible, including teachers. Marla, good morning. What's the plan? Good morning. Teachers are essential workers on the front lines, and the United Federation of Teachers says it will speed up access to the vaccine for its members by using health care alliances. So to the governor and his staff, I say we have met your challenge. You, you challenged us, we have done it. Last week, the governor did ask major unions like the teachers union, the MTA, firefighters and police officers to partner with health care groups to get their members vaccinated. UFT President Michael Mulgrew says members can sign up and they'll be directed to health care facilities offering the vaccine anywhere in the five boroughs. If you're not comfortable now and you want to think about it, fine, we'll respect that. We'll give you information, we'll give you education, we'll get you on the phone with folks. Mulgrew says those who are teaching in the classroom will get first priority for the shots. Emails went out last night explaining how to sign up for the program.
And we're live in Lower Manhattan, Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880. When you need more than just the headlines. Cases of the UK coronavirus have been confirmed in Connecticut. It's a concern because it's more contagious. New York will begin its next phase of vaccination. New Jersey has thrown open the doors on the state's first mass vaccination site. Local firefighters and police officers rolled up their sleeves. WCBS 880. Make us your news station. Now the weather day ahead here on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen is here with the Exergen forecast. And uh, let's see, it was uh, very frosty. I was I was breaking blades of grass as I walked across the yard to my car this morning. It's all frosty and cold out there. It is. It's in the teens uh, back uh, towards western Jersey into the Hudson Valley. Connecticut, too, especially on up towards 84, and also the eastern sections of the of, uh, Suffolk County, eastern end of the island out there in the typical Pine Barrens region. And uh, it is, it's in the 20s nearby. The city is even at 29. 35 to 40 for the high today. It is becoming mostly cloudy, though. So, you know, not much in the way of sunshine for this afternoon until late day. And then this evening, it'll start clearing out. No precip with this, just a lot of clouds. Low tonight, about 32 for the city and 20s again in the suburbs. Tuesday, more sun than clouds, a brighter day. Highs near or a little over 40. And then Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high between 40 and 45. It's 29 now, humidity 69%, and today's high 35 to 40. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Stock futures are looking at a lower opening this morning, not drastically lower. Joe Connolly is here now with one of the big money stories this morning. And Joe, it's the ongoing story for so many of us. We wonder about our job security. Wayne, good morning. The economy lost more jobs than it created last month for the first time since April. Nearly a half a million jobs were lost, and the worst situations by far are mainly in the sectors most directly affected by the closings. Restaurants, hotels, travel, music and entertainment businesses, and many smaller businesses of all types. But a half a million people were also hired last month across several industries in business and professional services, computer design, tech support, management, healthcare, manufacturing, retailing, and construction. So it is still hoped that business and hiring will improve this year because it's strong in some areas and the economy did come back pretty quickly last summer. It can happen. So stocks open at record highs again in expectation the economy will improve this year and the virus will recede once these industries where the job losses have been so bad start to come back. The rest of the economy is not nearly as bad, Wayne. All right, Joe, you know, it was a, an interesting uh, Sunday. The NFL called it Super Wild Card Weekend and it ended with a super wild upset. Let's catch up on that now. Brad Heller here. About the Cleveland Browns' first playoff win, Brad, in 26 years. Yeah, Wayne, good morning. Cleveland tied an NFL playoff record with 28 first-quarter points. The Browns were up on the Steelers 28-0, and they held on in Pittsburgh 48-37. That was without head coach Kevin Stefanski, who watched the game from his basement because he tested positive for COVID-19. Special teams coordinator Mike Prefer was the acting head coach. Being from Cleveland and, and um, you know, just – 
understanding what this means to the city and to the organization. And, and I had my wife and all four of my kids were at the game in the stands right behind us. And it was awesome. The Browns are going to take on the Chiefs next Sunday in Kansas City in the divisional round at 3 o'clock. The 640 game next Sunday, Bucks and Saints, Breeze and Brady for the third time this season. Saints beat the Bears at home 21-9. The Saturday schedule, Rams and Packers up first at 430. The Saturday night game, Ravens and Bills, Baltimore got by the Titans in Tennessee, Wayne 20-13. to Kevin Durant was back from quarantine, but uh, he couldn't save the Nets. Yeah, he scored 36 points, had a double-digit rebounds as well. The Nets, though, blew a 15-point first-half lead. They lost to the Thunder in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving was still out because of personal reasons. Nets are now 5-6 and six on the season. The final score was 129-116. to 116. The Knicks also lost. They've dropped back-to-back games, 114-89 to the Nuggets at the Garden. Knicks are now 5-5. Five and five. They'll be in Charlotte tonight to take on the Hornets. 11 o'clock this morning, the Mets are going to introduce Francisco Lindor. That'll be live, that Zoom news conference live on the fan. And the college football national championship game tonight, Wayne, Alabama and Ohio State. Thank you, Brad Heller, sponsored by Dell. Dell Technologies Advisors are focused on you, ready to offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready. Call 877-ASK-DELL. It's the Monday Morning News Roundup. Good morning. Hope you had a good weekend. I'm Wayne Cabot. It's the 11th day of January. Here are three things to know. The Capitol Police chief who resigned after the attack on the Capitol says now he was very worried for days ahead of time and tried unsuccessfully to get the National Guard to back up his officers. Stephen Sund says police intelligence suggested to him that the crowd that President Trump had invited to protest would be a lot larger than the earlier demonstrations, but his superiors didn't like the optics of declaring an emergency ahead of time and having the National Guard ready. And the second thing, the NYPD had an idea something might be going down at the Capitol on the 6th. It and the FBI both sent warnings to the Capitol Police, according to reports. Third thing, the PGA announcing it is pulling the 2022 PGA Championship from Trump National Golf Course, Bedminster, New Jersey. President Trump has a public appearance planned for today. CBS News White House correspondent Weijia Zhang has a preview. On Monday, he plans to make remarks talking about his legacy and attacking big tech since he lost his social media megaphones. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram have suspended his accounts. The president will likely mention the violent protests as well. And on Tuesday, he plans to travel to the U.S.-Mexico border to talk about immigration reform. Even with the threat of removal from office and impeachment, the president will be declaring his single term a success. You'll hear that throughout the week today. Here's a distraction from all the heavy news. Powerball is up to $550 million. That's the highest in a couple of years. Mega Millions is at $600 million. Drawings are Wednesday and Tuesday, respectively. More comfort food for TV fans. Sarah Jessica Parker posted a teaser yesterday to Instagram. Sex and the City is coming back on HBO Max, almost with a full cast. She's back as Carrie Bradshaw. Miranda Hobbs, Cynthia Nixon, and Charlotte York, played by Kristen Davis, they've signed on. But not Samantha Jones, actress Kim Cattrall. A lot of rumors about problems she's had with producers, so she's not coming back. The new show now features the ladies in their 50s. They'll start production in the spring. Download our daily morning news roundup podcast. Search for it wherever you get your podcast. It is a daily appointment listening for informed New Yorkers. Just type in WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup and subscribe today. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup.
a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air on radio.com and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.